Hey there, and welcome to the, the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Tuesday, April 11th, 2023, and today is our 114th devotional. And I do apologize, this was supposed to have gotten out yesterday, uh, but what I tried to do didn't quite work. So I'll keep working on it and uh, I'm trying some different things and trying to get this where I can put it up on different platforms. Um, but um, what I've been going over uh, over the last week or so, just thinking about uh, resurrection and the life of Christ and how he did things. Um, the thing that just struck me uh, yesterday as I was doing my devotions was how Christ um, was about the Father's business. Um, we find in, in John, I think it's chapter six, uh, that he says he did always those things that pleased the father. And, and then later on, when you got close to the crucifixion, you see that he was willing to say to the father, uh, in prayer, not my will, but thy will be done. Um, so, uh, these are just some questions that I have of how did he do this? What were some of the steps that he took? And, is it possible for us um, to emulate him along the way? Um, what can we do that will be uh, about the Father's business? So over the next few days, weeks, months, maybe, uh, I want to be looking at Christ about the Father's business. And so we're just starting this off today. But uh, we find a story in Luke chapter 2. Uh, it's the latter part of Luke chapter 2. It's verses 41 through 52, uh, the story of uh, Mary and Joseph taking Jesus up to uh, the feast of Passover at that time. And in this feast, um, he makes this famous statement after this feast. Uh, he said unto them, uh, it says in, in Luke chapter 2, verse 49, and he said unto them, how is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? And as I think about this statement that he posed to uh, Mary, because she was the one doing the, the questioning, she was the one that seemed to be a little bit more frazzled uh, in, in this situation, which I'm not blaming her at all. I would have been frazzled too. Uh, so, but when you see what he did when you see what was going on um it, it brings some questions to mind so uh as we start this as we start looking at this um just some things to think about one um they had been doing the father's business you might say up to this point um joseph uh, was a devout man, the Bible tells us. Uh, he was trying to follow what the Father wanted. He was trying to follow the Old Testament law. He did things properly. In fact, even when Mary was found to be with child um, and they had not been together, she was still a virgin. Um, even then, he sought to put her away privately. But then when the the angel Gabriel came to him and told him, don't be afraid to take Mary to, uh, to be your wife. He was obedient. I mean, uh, that must have been difficult. Uh, the ridicule that he would have faced. So 
Joseph was a very devout man and they were going up. Uh, it says that they did this regularly. They went up to Jerusalem. Uh, they were going to a feast day. They were supposed to be uh, making their trip back now. And they had gone a whole day. Now, remember, Jesus is just 12 years old. And I know uh, having had five children, uh, there are times that uh, a 12-year-old uh, child is very wise, uh, very, um, they know what they're about, uh, sometimes even more than a, a teenager, you might even say. They seem to have a little bit more um, determination, a little bit more focus. Uh, they're a little bit more serious at that point. Maybe it's because they haven't started looking at um, the opposite sex. They haven't started uh, going through some of those changes. I don't know what it is, but I just know from experience that 12 years old, they, a 12-year-old at some times, uh, they know what is uh, supposed to be done. And uh, it's just fun to watch them uh, start to do what they're supposed to do. But they had traveled for, they had, they were on their way back. And it says that they went a day's uh, journey and they couldn't find him. Now, I can't even imagine uh, this going on. I, I've taken my children all over Europe. Uh, I've taken them all over the United States. And, and even when they're 12 years old, I am constantly looking for them, trying to, you know, you might even say I'm a helicopter pi uh, parent. Um, and, and I don't try to be, I try to give them freedom, but I want to keep my eye on them. I want to know where they're at at all times. So uh, for me to hear that they had gone a day's journey and they didn't know where he was, that would have been, uh, I would have been frantic at that point. So they have to go a whole nother day back into town. I imagine they ran part of the night. I don't know, maybe not. Uh, but they had to take a whole nother day's journey to get back. And then it appears to me they're spending a day uh, in Jerusalem searching. And finally, they wind up back at the temple back uh, where they had started with all this stuff. And Mary and Joseph go in and find Jesus there uh, disputing, debating with uh, the rulers of the temple. And uh, that's where we get this, this statement from. Um, Mary says that they were troubled. Um, and, and it appears to me that... Um, had they taken time to stop and pray about this? Had they taken time to stop and evaluate what was going on? Or had she, uh, had they both just gotten frantic? I know oftentimes for myself, um, prayer is the last thing that I think to do. It's not the first thing that I think to do. It's the last thing because we as human beings, it seems like we are geared to do something just do something, anything, even if it's the wrong thing, we're geared to do something. And so we've often got to come to the end of ourselves. And that's exactly where Mary had come to. They finally came back to the temple. Um, she sees him speaking with the rulers of the, the temple. And the question must have gone through her mind. What is he talking to them about? I mean, 
he's not old enough to carry on a uh, a deep theological conversation. I don't know. Maybe uh, they had not talked deeply about this, but being that they were Jewish, I'm sure they did. Uh, she should have known uh, that he could carry on a conversation with him. But Jesus, uh, he just, it appears, he turns and looks at her and is baffled that you wouldn't think that you didn't think to come and look for me here. Um, this should have been the first place that you should have come and started looking for me. I need to be about my father's business. And so uh, what does he do after this? I find this very interesting. And, and I, I guess this is the crux, crux of what I was trying to get at with this little bit was that he submitted himself to them. Even after asking this, he submitted himself to them. He went with them and they did not understand him. Um, oftentimes when we're trying to do what God wants us to do, uh, the people around us will not understand us. They will try to hinder us. They will try to put stumbling blocks in our ways. They will say, that's ridiculous what you've done there. I mean, where did Jesus sleep for those three days? What did he do? What did he eat? Did he eat nothing? Uh, what happened in those three days? That's what a, a human, that's what most of us be, would be thinking about. But Jesus was about his father's business and he would let his father take care of the other things. Uh, and we'll see that a little bit later on when we get to the Sermon on the Mount. But as we think about what Jesus is doing and what he is getting ready to do and what he has done for us, should we also not be about the Father's business? People are not going to understand us. People are not going to uh, readily accept what we do, uh, but we still need to be about the Father's business. And so over the next few days, I hope this will be a blessing to you and, and an encouragement to you and exciting to you to look at what Christ has done for us and how he did it and what can we do to emulate him. So uh, until the next time, auf Wiedersehen.